0: This podcast is not canon. It is not endorsed by Lucasfilm, the story group, Disney, Delray, Fantasy Flight, West End Games, or anyone else with actual stakes in Star Wars. Again, this podcast is not canon.
1: Welcome to Of Dyson Droids, a Star Wars tabletop podcast brought to you by the Tashi Station Network. Join Brian, Nancy, Rocky, Sho, Saf, Jay, and Game Master Tom in their original campaign, The End of All Things. Episode 1, Darkness on the Edge of Town, begins now.
0: Welcome to the first gameplay episode of Of Dice and Droids, and someday I'm going to remember we have two ofs there when I'm doing these introductions. All right, so yeah, we won't waste too much time. You all listen to our introduction episodes where we introduce the characters, and we'll go around the horn and say who all is here today, starting with myself. I am Brian, host of uh, Tashi Station Radio, and the moron who came with this uh, podcast idea.
1: I'm Nancy, the other host of Tashi Station Radio.
2: I am Rocky. I am a writer for 1138 and a general nerd, and I got myself into this.
3: Uh, And I am Tom, the uh, editorial assistant at Delray Books, aka Star Wars Books, and I am the uh, GM slash DM, general manager, dungeon master, whatever you prefer, of this little game. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's his goal to make us suffer.
4: Yay.
1: (laughs) Yay, suffering.
4: Yay.
3: All right, so... Um, I think to get started, what I will do in just a second is I will reread at, because this is Star Wars after all. I will reread the opening crawl to our first episode to set the stage, and then we will jump in. Before we do that, can uh, Brian, Nancy, Rocky, can you just remind me each just the names of your characters?
0: I am playing Lane Zorvin.
1: I am Dia Baron.
3: Kiara Lex. Okay, great. Fantastic. So, um, all right, we are going to start then. Uh, the campaign that we are starting is called the end of all things. And again, because it's the Star Wars, we do things episodically. And this is episode one, darkness on the edge of town. And here's the crawl. We really need some. We need, we need to figure out, like, for future episodes, we got to figure out some sort of, like, John Williams fake theme thing to use, even if it's just everyone <laughs> humming it in the background. As read. Yeah, we can use um, a little bit of it anyway. and claim it fair use. We're good.
2: We get a kazoo and play it that
3: way. So here we go. The galactic civil war endures as imperial and rebel forces engage each other in conflicts great and small across the galaxy. Pockets of peace are scarce. Conflict brings opportunity, and crime cartels and gangs operating at the edge of the Empire struggle for control, playing both sides of the war and filling power vacuums where they can. Far into the Outer Rim, the lone desert planet of Tatooine sits on the brink of chaos after the death of Jabba the Hutt. Eager to display strength, the Huts offer intel on valuable technology that could sway the balance of power in the war. Dun-dun-dun! Uh, cool. So Yay. our story opens with the three of you, Lane, Dia, and Kiara on board um, a uh, Mon Cal class uh, rebel cruiser um, floating in space, as it were. Uh, the three of you uh, have been called up to the command deck. Uh, none of you are quite sure why you're being called there. Um, none of you are quite sure... Uh, what the orders are, you know that you're being called up to be tested for some sort of mission. So you know you're not like in trouble, um, uh, Kiara. You know that you're not in trouble for like pilfering some extra equipment around the ship to make like trinkets and doodads with. Um, Lane, you know that you're not in trouble uh, for trying to secretly uh, get in some extra X-wing practice, even though you are not cleared for X-wing practice. <laughs> uh, and Dia, you uh, hope that you are not in trouble uh, for your droid uh, scanning through the uh, sort of rebel info archives and downloading material on (gasps) potential future jobs.
4: Oh no. So uh,
3: you guys arrive on uh, board, the command deck, uh, the three of you and uh, Kiara. Um, Tell me, do you know Lane or Dia?
2: I've seen them around a few times before. They look kind
3: of familiar. All right, and uh, Dia, what is your relationship to Lane and and uh, to to Lane?
1: Um, I have uh, worked with him before.
3: Okay, and uh, Lane, what do you what do you uh, surmise about uh, Dia and Kiara, given your your limited interaction with uh, Kiara and your semi limited reaction interaction with Dia? Uh,
0: well, I know that if I ever need a case of Karelian brandy. On the lowdown, I can trust uh, Kiara to get it for me. And if I ever need information on where to get Kralin Brandy, I can go to uh, Dia to get it.
1: <laughs> and yep. putting it. Your priorities.
0: I have my priorities. I have Clearly my priorities.
3: The most important. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you arrive on the command deck, and as command decks of most ships, it is sort of awash in activity. There are people scurrying back and forth, some of them carrying data pads, other ones just rushing rushing from station to station, delivering uh, intel reports, uh, reports on troop movement, um, uh Lane, you kind of notice immediately, having a bit more experience within the sort of hierarchy and just goings on of the Rebel Alliance, that this actually seems like a bit more activity than usual. Um, people seem to be moving just a little bit quicker. Um, everything seems to be changing hands at a speed that's a little bit more rapid than it would be, given the fact that the ship is kind of just floating in space, and you're not really like in any immediate danger, and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Um, so you take note of that. Uh, Standing uh, at the bridge, uh, you see just a couple of uh, rebel officers, and you see one gentleman clad actually in an uh, X-Wing pilot outfit. And uh, Dia, you immediately recognize him as uh, one of your, um, uh, one of the people that you've always wanted to meet, uh, mm-hmm. but never have. Uh, it is Wedge Antilles of Woo-hoo! the fabled Rogue Squad. <laughs> Uh, and while you stand there sort of semi-slack-jawed for a moment, um, <laughs> he turns and beckons the three of you forward and points towards one of the center consoles where there's um, there's just sort of a map of the galaxy sort of idling there.
1: I'm fangirling now.
3: I'm fangirling I'm wondering under my how breath. i
2: got noticed by someone that important. <laughs> I totally did something wrong. There's no way that that I didn't. <laughs>
3: All right. What do you do?
2: <laughs> do whatever
1: the hell Wedge Angelis tells me to well, do.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. I, I snap a salute, trying to make a good impression, so I can finally get cleared for the active <laughs> roster.
2: <laughs> I think a slouch and hide back in the corner, trying to be a little inconspicuous.
3: Okay. Um, Wedge kind of gives uh, Lane a bit of an odd look, uh, given the fact that sort of saluting well done uh in the rebel alliance uh it and you know particularly on the, among the rebels of robes Strog- squadron it's a bit more of a, a casual atmosphere so he kind of gives a chuckle and gives you a, a half salute back <laughs> and uh he tells you that you can uh, sort of be at ease you're not in any trouble and i think to myself this is the happiest day of my life <laughs> He uh, beckons you all forward a little bit, and he sort of approaches the table and uh, says that while none of you have worked together before, um, the three of you have been chosen uh, because there is a rare opportunity for the Rebellion. Um, and the Rebellion is a little uh, stretched on resources at the moment, um, but they can't miss it. Uh, there's an opportunity to um, get a, an advantage over the Empire. Uh, One that, again, is rare given uh, circumstances in the galaxy. And he is asking you um, to undertake a mission for him in Rogue Squadron's stead, since uh, Rogue Squadron is being tasked elsewhere. And at the moment, he provides you no other information or details. He's just kind of, it's kind of odd. He's giving you this weird, like, almost... uh, uh, There's kind of like a a a bit of a patriotic sense to the speech. He's sort of asking you to do your duty without actually even telling you what the duty is. I'm in.
2: Yeah. All right. Where am I going and why are we leaving? Uh,
3: Wow. He says he seems uh, a little taken (laughs) aback that you guys would all just suddenly uh, jump in to taking on a mission without even hearing what it was.
0: (laughs) Um, This beats the hell out of peeling tubers. So you know what? I'm all. I'm on board.
1: I, I want to know what it is, because I, I, I still need some, you know, credits.
2: Um, well, he I'm asks you. in trouble, so I'm all in.
3: Um, Wedge again chuckles. Uh, if anything, he, he can respect the desire for you guys to jump right into danger, uh, even not knowing what the danger might be. Um, it's, some, it's a particular trait that he holds near and dear to his heart. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Dia, given that you have raised the question, he turns and asks you. Um when was the last time you were on Tatooine? Um never?
1: Never, never had a reason to go there.
3: Uh at ball. the at, at you saying the words never, he he looks he turns to one of the uh the the rebel officers who looks down at a data pad that he's holding and the officer just kinda gives him a little shrug.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but he doesn't press the issue. So d- do I think d is lying? um would you like to perceive or try to sort of deduce if you think she's lying <laughs>
0: uh you know what i'll do a little <laughs>
3: perception check there and see if i think okay. she's lying um well we can do that so what we're gonna have you do brian and this is awesome i'm coming out of the characters for first moment since you're making the very first role in the history of a- yes uh, uh, uh droids <laughs> is we are gonna have you uh make a I just, here. Can I just, okay, we're going to have you make a skill roll, and what skill are you trying, do you think would be best suited to the task?
0: Uh-oh, uh, I have to look any at the
3: skills that now. your character has a rank in is one that you could feasibly use.
0: Let's see.
1: I'd just like to make an out-of-character observation that the of first roll is my husband trying to determine if I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Not only that, but determine if you are lying because Wedge Antilles has given him reason to suspect. I know,
1: that he might jeez, be. <laughs> he's gonna
0: throw me out of bed because
1: we're Wedge.
0: Oh, the only thing I've got that fits the bill is maybe cool,
3: cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is not you know a what, skill. You've actually got perception as well. So what I'm gonna have you do? Oh, I miss, I missed that one. Yeah, perception is. Uh, don't, don't uh, actually. Um, you do the dice roll yet? But at least load up a dice pool that consists of. I'm gonna say this is gonna be uh, probably an average difficulty check. You've no know Dia enough. You've worked around with it, but you don't really know her that well. So I'm gonna say, add two purple dice to the uh, to the dice pool. Okay. Um. In addition. I'm going to have you add for your skills, because you have a little bit of perception here, um, but not great, is we're going to have you add, (sighs) add two green dice. Got it. Um and actually you know what, we're going to have you swap one of those green dice actually put one green die and one yellow die that's actually what your dice pool so you're you're going to get a slight bonus to this this opportunity um again also most also cuz you're not really under dress and the fact that the the officer made this weird shrugging motion leads you to believe that while someone may not be lying that there seems to be some sort of information not being shared here got it so whenever you have that dice pool set, go ahead and press the button. Uh, and for those of you who are listening, um, we are using uh, an integrated app that connects to Google Hangouts. So when Brian rolls, as he has right now, we can all see his, his, uh, the dice roll, and Google Hangouts automatically calculates a result for us. And the result is one success, um, which means that you have succeeded in this dice roll. Um, so congratulations. You're it's off to all a downhill from here. <laughs> um, you don't think she's lying, um, but whatever is on that data pad suggests to the rebel officer that she has been to Tatooine before. Um, so your immediate deduction is that she has done a job or worked something that affected Tatooine at some point. Even if she may not have actually been there and that whatever information the rebel has um, might not be sort of complete enough. Um, But he is – the rebel and Wedge seem to have drawn the conclusion that she's been there. Got it. Um, Cool. So back to Wedge. Um, He says, well, no doubt that you've heard by now uh, of the death of Jabba the Hutt. And while the circumstances regarding his death are not – not relevant to this discussion. Um, It seems that the Hutt clan is uh, not in any uh, swift hurry to uh, disembark from the galaxy as a whole. Um, So they've called a meeting that curiously enough, the Rebel Alliance has been invited to. Hmm. Would you like to know what kind of meeting it is? Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: We're all just awestruck and just waiting for <laughs> Wedge to talk to us more.
3: All there. I mean, this just must happen to Wedge everywhere he goes. Just people. <laughs> He's just there.
1: too awesome. Yeah, Like, I'm trying to
3: conduct business here. Please stop staring. Um,
1: and anyway, you're
3: so dreamy. Just imagine if it was Poe. Um... <laughs> Anywho, I
1: can.
2: We would not be getting
3: anything done. Then. No, we wouldn't. we'd, oh, we'd, we'd have be. Over to we'd be getting things done. For Damarin, and that would be the end of
0: the. <laughs> we'd be getting things done. So, w- what else can you tell us, Captain?
3: Um. Well, unfortunately, we don't have quite as much information as we'd like to, and we haven't a- been able to verify the veracity of all of it. But the opportunity is too pristine to, uh, to. Um, you know, pass up, and so we're gonna have to go with what we have. Um, it seems that the Huts want to assure their uh, compatriots in the criminal underworld and the galaxy at large that uh, the death of Jabba has has done little to uh, deter and reduce their overall strength. So, as a sh- sign of good faith, and yes, Huts and signs of good faith, I get the joke already. Uh-huh. Um, as a sign of good faith, they are conducting an auction of some sort um for some piece of technology that they say has uh, near unlimited potential and uh um and we need we need to investigate what it is um, they won't tell us uh they uh have only instructed that we send uh an emissary group um the party can be uh no larger than five people um which seems like a strange and um arbitrary number and uh that once uh, at the designated area of meeting that you will be given further instructions and have an opportunity to uh, learn more about what is for sale. Yeah. The only other information that we've been given is that this is a neutral transaction and that uh, violence and, uh, will not be tolerated. Um, Kiara
4: mm-hmm
3: you have um and the 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 other your other two compatriots here probably don't know this about you you have quite the connections in the um galactic underworld and quite the knowledge of underworld goings on yeah um, would you like to make a check to see if you can glean any more information based on the sort of general uh you know, general things you've been hearing around the galaxy. Sure. Okay.
2: What am I looking to roll?
3: Um, let's see. Well, you are a streetwise individual and you have knowledge of the underworld and it is a career skill for you. So you get to add two green dice and a yellow die to the pool and you are going to be opposed by... two purple dice this is also just more or less an average difficulty uh stat thing
2: all right two green one yellow
3: and whenever you're ready you can press the button wow two successes and three advantages wow okay Um, well then so again to step out of the game for just half a second here. um so successes are obviously what you need what you need to actually pass the role in general and, and succeed in whatever you're trying to do advantages are they count as successes um but they no i'm sorry they don't count as success they are a separate thing they mean there's like an additional positive side effect um, so what that means here is you blurt out the following. And so let's see if I can do this. Uh, Rocky, please take a look at the chat window.
2: All right.
0: I am not seeing anything in the chat window.
2: Neither am I. Oh, there it is. Ooh. All right, then. They're selling stolen speeder tech. Brand new, never
1: before seen. That's intriguing.
2: Kind of interesting.
0: Speeder tech. What can we? What do we need speeder tech for?
2: Getting around. You know, sometimes it's useful if there's someone you to not be there when they get there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to know what kind of speeder tech.
3: Um, Wedge uh, looks at Kiara and gives her a very uh, sort of. Um, takes a moment to sort of give her a very deep nod and commend her on her uh, you know her her information gathering but he doesn't go as far as to ask how she actually knows that um, you uh, you guys kind of get the sense that um, he is attempting to keep himself like one step removed from whatever is about to happen with all of you and he says I have no idea what they would what Type of speeder tech they might be offering. But if it's a technological advantage that we can gain over the Empire, like I said before, we cannot pass this opportunity. And certainly, we cannot allow whatever this is to fall into the hands of the Empire.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah.
3: Is there anything else
0: we need to know before we ship out?
3: Um, only this. Um, you have two main objectives here. One is to acquire the tech. Um, we can offer uh, a line of 30,000 credits uh, as payment. Um, if you feel that there is an opportunity to gain the tech and it requires you to make additional promises, uh, monetary or otherwise, you have clearance by order of Admiral Akbar. Uh, to make such promises however we have to ask you to be sort of judicious and prudent in in your decision making Um, the uh, the uh, you know the rebellion is not exactly uh, flush with credits um, and we don't need another uh, situation like with what happened with Captain Solo so please spare us if you can
4: Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, The other thing is that should the Imperials be there uh, we would like you to gather as much information you can on them, their interest, uh, and what, if anything, they would do with the technology.
2: We'll keep that in mind.
3: Okay. Um, He informs you that there is a ship waiting that you guys can take. Uh, It is in uh, Docking Bay 4. uh, And that you are free to use that ship to travel to Tatooine. That when you board the ship... Um, They will uh, send the they will forward along the information that the huts have given, including the exact destination, uh, the exact meeting area, as well as all the relevant um, data you're going to have to bring with you to sort of verify that you're the, you know, the rebellions emissaries for this uh, for this mission. Uh, He says that, you know. Time is of the essence that the the rest of the fleet will be jumping soon uh, to Sullust and that you um, should make all haste to Tatooine if you can.
2: I'm kind of glad I've gotten in the habit of traveling light. See you in the docking bay.
3: All right. And with that, Kiara leaves without another word. Um, and Wedge sort of turns away. He's not really waiting for you to say goodbye or anything. He's obviously got plenty of other things to do. He goes back to speaking with the other Rebel officers um, and is back to sort of pointing at data pads, and they seem to be discussing something not related to
0: this. I I feel like I've made a big enough fool of myself, so I quietly slink out and head towards the docking bay. (laughs)
3: Uh, Dia, uh, I presume that you do the same. You don't have to. There's something else you'd like to do.
1: Um, I'm kind of curious as to, uh, what's on that data pad, but I, I don't, I decide not to press the issue right now.
4: Okay.
3: So, um, would you, would any of you like to do anything else while you're on the ship before you head towards the, the, um, the ship that you're going to be taking to Tatooine?
0: Is there an armory I can visit before leaving?
3: There is. There's a limited armory on the ship. Um, it is mostly for, uh, you know, basic maintenance, uh, weapon maintenance. Um, they can, you know, give you additional, you know, ammo packs, blaster packs. They can um, fix or like resharpen a vibro blade or, or anything like that. Um, they have some basic equipment, but it's not. You're not on a planet, and this is not like a market, so you can't really. If you're looking to like buy an upgraded blaster, you're probably not going to be able to find one. Um, but yeah, there is a, an armory you can visit. What would you? What? What would? Is there anything you'd like to find there, or, or you're searching for in particular?
0: Uh, given that they have me mostly on janitorial duty right now, they haven't even given me a sidearm. So I'd like to go get at least something that I can defend myself
3: with. Okay. Well, currently you have just a holdout blaster. Um.
0: Would I be able to get anything other than a holdout
3: blaster there? Sure. So you head over to the armory and, um, you're given a choice. Um, they have, um, a small ionization blaster, um, a small disruptor pistol and just a sort of standard, uh, standard issue, uh, blaster pistol. Um, you know. They're not much. They are uh, they are quite honestly, they're just sort of some reclaimed items from uh, one of the last skirmishes that they were just brought on board the ship. Um, And they're just extra material at the moment. Uh,
0: The ionization blaster, would that be good against electronics and droids and things like that?
3: Um, The ionization blaster, yes. Um, It has a disorientating effect. And when used against droids, there's a possibility that it can cause them to sort of seize up and uh, be sort of momentarily incapacitated i will grab that okay so please make note that you've taken an ionization uh, where, uh, i'll have to open up a notepad here awesome okay uh would uh dr would either of you like to do anything else visit anything else i would look for anything else I before would, we embark disembark
1: i would like to uh take my droid with us
3: okay um, your droid uh, joins you, will join you on the ship. What type of droid is he?
1: Um, it is an R4 astromech droid. Uh,
3: does the astromech droid have a name or other designation?
1: Um, yes. <laughs> yes. One. Um, I have to think of one. Does anyone have a cool name for an astromech? Out of roll. <laughs> I should have thought of this beforehand.
3: Skippy. Yes. Skippy.
0: Skippy the... Skippy no, the girl, you can't right. use Skippy.
1: <laughs> Skippy's canon. <laughs> um,
0: In your haze, you can't remember. You'll get back to the Let, No,
1: let's do... um. I'll do a Sparky.
3: All right, so the droid's name is officially Sparky. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so Sparky the astromech is going to be joining you. Um, Lane, you went about the armory, grabbed yourself an ionization blaster that you then promptly used to knock out the internet in your own house for five minutes. <laughs> 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 uh, and Kiara, are you uh, doing anything, stopping anywhere, prepping yourself in any other way?
2: Well, oh, I probably stopped by the, by the dining hall there, grab some calf.
3: Okay, great. Yes, you're going to need it. Um, So then you guys all meet in the docking bay. uh, New blaster, astromech, lots of calf. And uh, you find that there is a ship waiting for you. And the ship that is waiting for you is a Lorner E9 Explorer,
4: uh, which has been given the
3: designation. And uh for uh Brian, Nancy, and Rocky, you guys should now have uh I put a link to what the ship looks like. I am in looking the chat, at though I think you already have it. I am looking um, at that right now. You see that it has been given the designation the Grinning Maw. Hmm. Ew. Yes. Um this is sort of a, a basic Republic transport ship. It does have some weaponry, um, though it looks like that it is um, weaponry. It has two turrets, but the turrets look more as defensive turrets rather than sort of offensively uh, an offensively capable ship. This is not exactly the type of ship that you would take into like a dogfight um, or even into a military operation. Um, so uh, that's the sort of type of ship it has. Um, It's uh, a two-level ship, Um, and uh, it's a two-level ship. There's plenty of room for people. There's plenty of room for supplies. Um, It's often used for transport and storage. Uh, You guys head on board.
0: Dibs on the captain's bunk.
4: Ah!
3: He called it.
1: Damn it. I fly. I get to fly. Damn
2: it. (laughs) I'll hide in a corner somewhere.
0: (laughs) Do you you get the feeling that our associate here is a little antisocial? I do.
2: Why do you ever think that? (laughs) As long
1: as she can do the job.
0: So uh, I want to take a look around the ship real quick and see if there's anything I should be worried about. Um, Can I make a perception check and see if there's... uh, be- because this freighter kind of looks old and might implode in the vacuum of space, can I make a perception check to see if there's anything that we need to fix before we go?
3: Yes. Though I wonder, why do you think Wedge Antilles is giving you a ship that's going to blow up?
2: It's the rebellion. It's the, the rebellion. Together with duct tape and optimism.
3: Fair, fair. Um, duct tape and optimism. Yes. Um, so. Uh, what I'm gonna ask you guys to do since a couple of you seem like you're uh, you're sort of interesting uh, you're sort of interested in this stuff um, I
1: hope I'm interesting too <laughs> yeah
3: that, that too you might be interesting that that remains to be seen um, uh, you guys are gonna take you guys are gonna make sort of like a combined skill check so rather than just one of you making the skill check you're gonna combine your skills together which obviously gives you a better chance of
1: it's like wonder twins power
3: yes it's an assisted skill check um so um lane you're going to be the primary um on this so why don't you tell me which skill or skills do you think would be best suited to this particular you said perception but let me know if there's any other skills you think would be um useful here for you what else do I have here?
1: Question about um in the skill list? Yeah, fire away. Uh when it's, it has an X under career, what does that mean?
3: Um when it has an X next to it? Yeah, or that means that it is a career skill for you. It just means that you're particularly proficient at that.
1: Okay. Um, and then if and it, from it has a character
3: making standpoint, it means like the skills that you got okay. at the beginning. And
1: Actually... if it has a like a number under the rank, that's like what your level is.
0: So yeah, if you're so zero, if zero you, have- you you have no rank. Okay. Actually, I've got uh, I've got mechanics, uh, so I think I should use mechanics on this.
3: You've got mechanics. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Kiara, Rocky, um, what skill do you want to use to uh, What's it called? To you know assist him.
2: Well, I'm just taking a quick look, see if there's anything.
3: We're all getting familiar with our character sheets today. Yeah. Yes. And honestly, this is kind of the best way to do it. Um, I agree. Just kind of jump in with it and, and let it go.
2: Oh, well, I agree entirely. Hmm. Now am I looking for something that has a 1 next to it under rank something like that. Yeah,
3: you want something that you have a rank in. Essentially that's a skill that you actually have. <laughs> Instead yeah. of something I'm totally So just
1: what making if you have spot. Yeah. I have Xs on some things but there's a 0 next to it.
3: Uh, that means you have it, you just haven't sort of buffed it up. Okay. Um, got it.
2: Hmm, trying to think of what I might have that might be useful. Mm-hmm.
3: let's see all right so brian using your mechanic skill um i want you to add a green and a yellow die to the dice pool got it and rocky let's see
2: you know i would think maybe perception
3: cool um so you're going to use perception um uh, think and we're going to add then an extra green dye to the dye pool someone and green. uh then brian you're going to add uh, uh let's say one purple dye this is an easy check because this is a you know it's a rebel ship you're on a, a rebel ship if you see something that's wrong odds are you can go get someone to look quick look look at it quickly so Ascertaining whether or not there's anything wrong with the ship should be pretty easy. Got it. So just one purple die
0: and then roll away. Okay, so it's two green, one yellow, one purple. Yes, yes. Okay.
2: And one green from me.
3: <laughs> um. So you have succeeded, but you also got a threat.
4: Uh oh. Um,
3: Who the heck's hiding on this threat. ship? Is exactly the same as an advantage, except it's the opposite.
4: <laughs> well,
3: then. So instead of a positive side effect, we have a negative side effect. So you guys look around the ship. You look high and low. ship looks fine. You know, it's got some scarring. It's seen action. It's definitely not a new ship by any means. Um, but... Kiara you just get the sense and you can't find anything to support it you just get the sense that you think there's something wrong with the turrets you can't figure it out you turned them on you you know they move they don't they there's no problem with the oscillation like the targeting looks fine um you haven't actually fired them because you're on another ship but you know all the other mechanisms all the wiring everything suggests that these these two turrets work fine but you just like there's just a Feeling you have that they that they don't. So, Akiar,
0: uh, do you want me to take a look at him? I've got. Uh, I'm pretty decent with mechanics. I might be able to find something there.
2: Yeah, take a
3: look. Okay, so I'm going to go check out the turrets. Okay. Um. So I will. Let me take care of. I will actually build the check for you. You're going to use your mechanics skill again, I presume. Yes. Okay. Um, so mechanics is going to be one of these and one of these and I am actually going to be adding a challenge die to this because you don't know what you're looking for oh crap Um.
2: (laughs) you know I'm just getting this feeling there's something not right I don't know maybe I'm paranoid maybe I've been on a few too many broken ships but something's funny there
0: now, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to sit at this turret, and it's going to blow up in my face later. Hmm. Um, so,
3: you... Uh, so, you uh, find two successes. You don't find anything wrong with the guns.
0: I'm wondering why know. Kiara is so suspicious. So, uh, I'm looking over at Kiara now, thinking to myself, you're crazy.
2: That's the third time I've heard that this week.
1: Yeah, I'm also curious as to why Kiara is very suspicious. I'm suspicious of why she's suspicious.
2: (laughs) I mean, how long have you guys been with Rebellion? You know how things are. We use a lot of older equipment. It breaks a lot. I don't know. Maybe I just kind of assume it's going to break until I know otherwise. Hope I'm wrong.
1: Well, we don't really know you, so we don't know how long he's been in the Rebellion
0: so i back away from the turret can't find a thing wrong and i i'm i'm looking over to kiara and i think and i ask her okay it looks great why do you have a problem with the turrets
2: okay, fine. Last ship I had to take on a mission. The turrets kept breaking. They kept breaking at all the wrong times. They kept really breaking at all the wrong times. <laughs> I mean, we landed at the end of the mission, and by landed, I mean, like, the ship made it to the ground. Wasn't still all in one piece, but it made it.
0: So you're paranoid.
2: Yes,
1: but I'm going to fly this thing, and I know what I'm doing, so we'll be fine.
4: I hope
0: so. Okay, we can't find anything
3: wrong. Dia, let's go.
1: Let's go. Let's get out of here. Everyone all ready right, to so fly? you
3: guys decide there's nothing wrong with the guns. And <laughs> you're all hanging out on the Tom ship, seems... and you all head up to the bridge. Look, there might not be anything wrong with the guns. Why should there be anything
4: wrong with the guns? Um, uh, uh, it's going to hurt later. <laughs>
3: Note to all would-be DMs out there at every moment. At every, every single moment, you absolutely must cultivate your player's own paranoia. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Back to the game. Uh, you guys head up to the bridge, um, and you see that there's um, a data stream that has been initiated from uh, the actual, it's from the, the Rebel Cruiser. Um, and you initiate the button to sort of transfer the data. And immediately, two things um, appear sort of on the... One of the screens Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Um, first looks like it's a set of credentials. Um, There are a couple of codes on it. You don't recognize you um, assume that these are codes that they were given by uh, the huts and that this is sort of what you have to um, what you have to. Uh, you know, provide as your sort of proof that you're the the, Repub- the, the rebel emissaries. Um, the other is a short document um, that seems to outline the uh, the rest of the meeting and the exchange. So uh, it gives you some coordinates on Tatooine mm-hmm. um, that you're supposed to land at, and the name of a particular settlement. Uh, and the name of that settlement is out of game, anyone want to guess?
1: Moss Isley.
3: Wrong. Mos Dan-Ar- Espa. Danar's Claim.
4: Ah. It
3: says that you will be meeting at a uh, sort of cantina at Danar's Claim. Uh, mm. It informs you where you're to land, that there is uh, that you can uh, actually land Mos Isley, and that you will take um, hover transport directly to Danar's claim. Uh, and that when you arrive, you're supposed to head over to the cantina, present your credentials. Um, it also gives you sort of a time and date by which you need to be there by. Um, don't be late, it says. Um, and it doesn't really have any other information than that.
4: Okay. Um,
3: so- would anyone like to... Uh, Oh, it also does have a, uh, a note at the bottom that violence will not be tolerated uh, under any circumstances.
0: So, Dia, you're in the captain's seat. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do now?
1: Uh, well, first I'm going to uh, check out the coordinates, make sure they all uh, parse out, and then I uh, guess we're going to leave the leave the Rebel Alliance.
0: I mean, on I've, our seen, mission. I've seen some of the hyperspace coordinates are... Uh, our, our brilliant techs have come up with. I don't want to run into like an interdictor or anything. Um, uh, uh, ha- d- should we do an astrogations check here to s- uh, make sure that the route looks good? Yeah, let
1: me check the let me check the coordinates. I'll uh, input the coordinates and check them out. All
3: right. um, I'm also going to. You guys can do the coordinate check. Um, I'm also going to give you guys two minutes to sort of. You guys can sort of talk amongst your, your characters as to what your approach is gonna be to this meeting, given your very limited information about where you're going and what you're doing.
0: See, I'm just gonna I'll say to for the record in like two minutes, so you guys can just sort of talk
4: amongst <laughs> I,
0: I'm just gonna say for the record, I don't like the Huts.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm from
0: Narshada. We 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 don't have very good relationships with Huts.
1: Well, you should probably play backup for this mission then.
0: Hey, hey, Lane's Orphan does not play backup.
1: Well, then don't mess it up. Wedge and Chili's will be disappointed if you mess it up. Fine. <laughs> now,
2: Look, if you get in trouble with the huts, I really don't think the Rebellion's going to have the ability to dig you out.
1: Yeah, they, Seriously,
2: keep your head down.
1: They already uh, rescued one person from the huts recently, so... They're definitely not going to come after you if they didn't so, want to come after Solo.
0: So what do we do?
1: Uh, well, I think we need to stick to their their mandate. No violence.
0: We're going to trust a hut mandate.
1: Well, we should appear as if we will be nonviolent, but we should be ready should the Imperials arrive or anyone else of unscrupulous means.
0: So, so we play.
2: If there's anyone who's not unscrupulous at this meeting, I'll be surprised. That's true.
1: Meaning we uh, fly casual.
0: (laughs) So, we follow their rules and follow their instructions to the T.
1: Now, I've I've got a feeling, uh, Kiara, that you've got some uh, some knowledge of the underworld. I've also got a little knowledge of the underworld. So, I think we might be able to uh, parse out some stuff once we get there and see who's actually at this meeting
2: yeah i don't know maybe we'll run into someone we know maybe for better or worse
1: so uh we'll have to keep our eyes out eyes open
0: meanwhile while they're talking i'm just playing with the flight yoke
1: get away from the pilot seat i'm flying
0: fine
3: (laughs) So so we're gonna play it cool
1: just play it cool uh, we don't want to mess this up, because we don't. Out. Out
3: of trouble. is counting on you?
1: We don't want the Empire to get this tech, nor do we want any other rival groups to get it. We don't know who's out there now.
2: This is valuable. This is stuff criminals are going to want. The Empire is going to be interested, and you know they have eyes and ears everywhere.
1: They do. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Maybe. so we fly casual.
1: Fly casual. That's our plan. And if all hell breaks loose, then... Blast
0: our way out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then all bets are off. I love this plan. Let's do it. All
3: right. Uh, sounds good. So you guys, uh, you check the coordinates. Everything seems fine. Everything checks out fine. Uh, you don't even have to make a roll because you have all the equipment in front of you and the astrogation and everything. You're able to just do a double check and everything looks totally fine um you guys signal to the you know the larger cruiser you get yourselves cleared and you guys take off um yeah you are at the controls um yeah i am uh lane you are sitting co-pilot um sulking and kiara you um are just sort of uh just for the moment once while you're uh, getting ready to make the jump to Hyperspace, um, make the jump to lightspeed. You are uh, just sort of checking over the astrogation charts one more time, mm-hmm. um, and off your ship goes into lightspeed, headed for Tatooine. Um, and uh, as we continue, Rocky, I need you to check your um, your DMs on Twitter. I'm sending you something that only your character knows. <gasps> ah! Well, unfortunately, the Hangout. Well, the messaging system in the Hangout's a little wonky, so I'm just doing this this way. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, you guys make it to Tatooine without any trouble. Um, you get no messages. You get no. Um, you don't. You know, run into anything. The, again, all the sort of coordinates and everything that they give you for the astrogation charts seem fine. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry my that, just writing this little note here. Uh you get to Tatooine, you land at the most Eisley spaceport. Um and when you are asked by one of the uh the dock, the uh, you know, people managing the spaceport, um, which seems a little odd to you since um you've always thought Um, and heard that Tatooine was a relatively um, laissez-faire, particularly Mos Eisley, laissez-faire spaceport regarding the comings and goings of people. Um, But there actually seems now that there are a couple, there is sort of a minor, um, not imperial garrison, but sort of minor garrison that seems to actually be at the very least sort of clearing and scheduling people for docking and uh, docking slips and things like that. So when you're asked what you're doing here, Um, What do you say?
2: Why do you care?
3: Uh, They respond that they are the authority here, Emma's eyes, Leah, that they run the spaceport, and that if you don't want to be shot out of the sky, that you'll explain what the heck you're doing here and why you want one of their spaceport slips.
0: Uh, We're hauling foodstuffs for uh, Chulmans.
3: Is that what you actually say? Yeah, we're going with that. Okay, then uh, before Dia or Kiara, either of you can come up with even something better, Lane just blurts out over the comm that you guys are hauling food stuff. And
0: I'm
1: going to smack him and tell him that lying does not equal flying casual.
3: Well, he has already lied and said it. Um, so, uh, Brian, we're going to have you uh, roll to attempt to lie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have to roll the lie. Okay.
3: Uh, you have no ranks in deception. You are not trained in deception.
0: Yep, I, I, I'm trained in cool.
3: Uh, but you are trained in cool, so you can actually use that. Uh, you can add two yellow dice to the dice pool. Excellent, um, Dia. Because you yelled out, "Don't lie." <laughs> uh, you're not sure if the comm was still open when you Aww,
1: said... damn it. <laughs> but...
3: See, I had everything under control. Yes, so I'm going to need you to add a setback die to the dice pool, okay. which is um, one of the uh, six-sided uh, black dice. Okay. Um, and in addition, I need you to add two purple dice. Crap. Uh, three purple dice.
1: Three purple dice?
3: Okay. Yes. Uh, since the individual, and this is slightly out of character for a second, this is uh, part of the, the systems in, in this game allows for there to be more or less opposed checks, meaning that, you know, your skills don't just matter. The skills of the the people you are using your skills against also may matter. Okay. Um, so if this person is at all like trained to detect coercion or or at all perceptive, that they sort of make the check more difficult because they are being perceptive. At the same time, you are being deceptive. Okay.
0: Um, So do I rule myself?
3: um, I mean, either of you can press the button, whichever one it is. Okay, so
0: that's two yellow, one black, and three purple? Yes. And here goes
3: nothing. This is unlikely to go well. (laughs) Failure and a threat. (laughs) Well, then. Um, As soon as you say that you're hodling for for traumas... uh, and dia smacks you. Uh, you hear a pause. and Then this person that you're speaking to on the comms says. Uh, uh, maybe next time you should make sure that the comms are closed. <laughs> uh, uh, you will land at docking bay six. You will not disembark. Um, we have uh, turrets trained on your ship. We will fire at will.
1: I'm blaming you for that.
3: What do you guys do?
0: I vote that we hightail it out of Mos Eisley and go land somewhere else.
2: Well, Tatooine's a big enough planet and uninhabited enough.
0: I uh. hear there's a small outpost uh, called Tashi Station. <laughs> we'll be able to grab some power converters, a surplus there. Maybe set down there, see if we can grab a speeder or something. This is
1: like when the movie and says the title of the movie in the movie. <laughs>
3: Yes, uh, I'm not sure that Lane knows that Tashi Station is a place.
0: <laughs> and I'm guessing you're not going to let me run a perception check on. I that. think
1: we should land close to where, closer to where the meeting is supposed to be. That way, we can make a quick getaway if we need to.
2: But we probably I, don't
3: want to. That you were told that there are turrets trained on you. True. Whether or not that's true, you don't know. But you you're certainly allowed to do whatever you'd like.
4: Can
0: I run a perception well, check and see if there's actually turrets down there?
3: Uh sure, you just kinda look outside the ship. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do I see turrets?
3: Uh you do actually see like Two turret shaped objects from this height, you can still you can see them sort of adorning the top of the spaceport. Uh, they're not really pointed at you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's not someone like manning them, waiting to just be given the order to like turn them on you and fire. Um, but there are turrets. Um, Rocky or Kiara, were you, did you want to do say something
4: or something like that?
2: Um, yeah, I think I'm going to grab the calm. Hey, don't mind us We're just wanted to sit down here Trying to reconnect with some old friends Heard they were in the area Not gonna be here long
3: Uh, his, the reply comes Oh, well, then Why did you tell me that you were Hauling food for trauma?
0: Spice, I'm very high on it
2: Cause my idiot friend there Really needs to get off the drugs And we're meeting up with a friend here Who might be able to help him with that
3: Okay, uh, make this. I have a feeling this is a perception check. <laughs> no. So have, perception? no, this cool. is deception. Um,
2: deception.
3: But luckily for all of you, um, Kiara is well versed in the deception.
0: Oh, thank the
3: force. <laughs> so, um, Rocky, dice pool is going to be two green, one yellow, uh, two purple.
2: Two green, one yellow, two purple,
3: and one red, one sorry, red, sorry. one purple, one red,
2: one purple, um, one red,
3: making dice pools in this game gets wonky.
4: Awesome.
2: all right. And let's see how this are... goes.
3: A failure, but two advantages, hmm. OK, um, so hmm so you have gained two advantages which means uh again that you get a sort of positive side effect here um so what i'm gonna have you do rocky is roll a boost die which is that six sided pale blue die all right you are gonna make an attempt here it's sort of like it, this is going to be, and again, this is out of character, this is a, an attempt for you to sort of, at the last moment, recover and, like, fix your failure.
2: Alright, hmm. so... All right, so just straight one. up
3: roll that blue die. <laughs> ah, a success. Okay, Excellent. so... You know, so he doesn't seem to be initially buying it, but, uh, Kiara, you just sort of get back on the comm and reiterate and say, look, do you want to, you know, you're like, do you want to go into a seizure up here? He's have he's he's already started his withdrawal. Just let us (laughs) land and we'll be out of here. Um, and he just sort of gruffly just tells you to, you know, you know, next time, like, you know, don't, don't waste my time. I've got things to do and says, docking bay four, watch yourself. Um, and gives you permission to land. All
2: that right, was... so I'm going to close the comm yes. before I say anything else.
3: Yes, <laughs> close the comm. Good. And, and look I look I over with the a, other
2: two.
0: I look over with a very apologetic smile. <laughs>
2: you guys are you guys are total idiots. <laughs> this is going to go well. <laughs>
3: Just... Uh, Dia, you take particular note of uh, Kiara's sort of ability at deception mm-hmm. um, and the sort of command of the moment that she seemed to have and how easily it, w- how easy it seemed to be for her to uh, you know uh, coerce and lie mm. to uh, that guy.
1: Yeah, that was very interesting.
3: Alright. Uh, so you guys land Um do you have any other plans in the spaceport other than seeking out the, the transport to uh, Danar's claim?
0: How much time do we have until we have to catch that transport?
3: Um, you could spend like an hour or two doing some stuff um, before you would start to really be in any kind of danger. You know, before you would really start to be getting in tight on you in time. But you really you don't have more than maybe a couple of hours, um, assuming nothing else goes bad. Drinks? Anyone? Drinks?
0: No.
2: We kind of need our wits about us. Need our wits. Whatever wits we have.
1: Plus, we don't want to be getting in any trouble before we actually get to our part of the mission.
2: And also, you don't know who you're going to run into at a place like this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's just like it's just like real life. (laughs)
2: People are shooting you down for drinks.
0: (laughs) Fine, so do we go straight to the speeder?
2: Well, we can kind of meander through town.
1: We could check out and see if we uh, see anyone who might also be heading to the meeting. Just to kind of do a reconnaissance.
0: So, wander around, scope the place out, see uh, if we might recognize... Anyone that could pose a problem later? Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Okay, yeah,
2: Especially since I have underworld friends and so on. Mm-hmm. Oh, friends. Somewhat. Anybody I recognize?
3: In the cantina? Yeah. Um, anyone you've recognized? Let me take a look here. Uh, no one immediately pops out to you. Um, you might have to do, you know, the cantina is not the most well-lit place in the world. Um, it's pretty densely packed even at this time of day. Um, so you'd have to do some pretty thorough investigation, but at least a cursor glance around doesn't, uh, seem to show you much more other than a busy cantina with several (laughs) blaster bolts, blaster, you know, blaster scars in the walls that have been accumulated over the years.
2: so business as usual (laughs) nothing weird yet
0: do i notice anyone in the cantina who seems a little out of place
3: define out of place oh (laughs) stormtrooper-y
1: imperial
3: uh you do not see anyone wearing uh imperial regalia uh stormtrooper otherwise
0: Anything you're looking for, Captain? Um, do I recognize anybody?
1: Or better yet, does anyone recognize me?
3: The bartender does. Oh! oh snap. snap. Uh, when you walk in, he gives the same sort of cursory glance to the door that you assume that he is well-practiced in doing and has been for years. Mm -hmm. Um, and when he sees you, he, you know, his eyes sort of rest upon you for a half a second. He gives you the sort of half-curt nod of recognition and just goes back to sort of serving the patrons. But all of you notice that he definitely was like, that person, I know that person. Mm -hmm. I've seen that person before. That person has been in my cantina.
0: I'm a little curious now, since someone said they hadn't been on Tatooine, yet recognizes this bartender who I'm assuming never gets off Tatooine. So I ignore the other two and go to the bar to grab a drink.
1: I follow you, because I'm curious as as to how this bartender knows me. Yeah,
4: I'm getting curious
1: too. Do I know the bartender? Because I don't know that I do.
4: Plus,
2: if these two talk themselves into trouble, I might as well have friends <laughs> if I can talk them out again.
0: <laughs> so I throw a credit chip, chip down, order an ale.
3: Okay. Um, well, the the woman who is tending the bar um, at this time of the day um, just sort of deftly pulls your credit tab down you see it slip under the bar it disappears and in its place is um you know a, a a mug with well what you presume is ale in it um and she doesn't really say anything to you she seems like she's just sort of going through the paces of you know servicing uh um okay that's um
0: So, can can I flag down her attention at all? Wave?
3: Uh, uh, You wave, uh, so you wave at her, and she immediately reaches out and smacks your arm and says, That's not polite.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I quietly sulk and pick up my mug and decide to let smarter people do the talking.
1: Uh, I, I think I want to approach the bartender and try to strike up a conversation to see what the heck's going on.
3: Okay. Well, she, again, continues to sort of, you know, grab antique drinks, seems to refill people who need to be refilled. She's just doing the basic work of tending the bar, but she doesn't seem occupied by any, like, conversations or other work. So it seems like if you wanted to talk to her, you could just walk up and do
4: it. All right.
1: So I'll go up and talk to her. And uh, order a drink as well.
3: Okay. What are you ordering?
1: Uh, I will order a... Um, a Wyren's Reserve.
3: Wyren's Reserve. All right. Um,
0: Someone's made of credits.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, make the... You know, you, you uh, make the order... And uh, immediately this like broad smile comes across her face as she starts to put the drink together. And she says, that's funny. No one's ordered that since the last time you were in here.
0: And I look over and go, what?
1: (laughs) 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 And I start to uh, be like, um, I've never been here before. What are you talking about?
3: All right. So, Dia, have you ever been there before?
1: Uh, No, I haven't.
3: Haven't okay. Are you Um, sure? Well, at that, the uh, the bartender sort of looks at your other compatriots and looks back at you and like gives a shrug, um, pass you know, slides your drink over to you and says, must have been someone else. Sorry, you know, getting a little on in years. Sometimes I get a little confused and uh. For the moment, she seems to turn away, kind of content not to say anything else.
0: When did you see her? When did you think you'd seen her before?
3: Uh, she turns back and said, ah, you know what? Uh, must have been like. Oh, man, must have been about. Uh, about. About. Six months ago. Uh, let me see. Uh no no it wasn't even that long i you know what oh, god i've been out in the heat too long uh well you know honestly it must, it must have only been a couple of months it must have been you know just right you know honestly just right after Jabba got killed and uh, you know there was uh yeah i you know it was you know there a lot of people coming to the planet after that and uh you know, I, I just I, I sw- I could have sworn you were in here. And I mean, you ordered that drink. I mean, you know, it's not exactly. Uh, and she sort of gestures around the room at the sort of usual suspect clientele that she has. She's like not exactly uh, pouring out a lot of those these days.
1: Uh, well, I, I've been uh, working for the Rebellion since that time. And uh, I, I think I would have remembered coming to Tatooine. And, uh, I don't remember coming to Tatooine, so if I was here, uh, I'd like to know about it. Where oh, were
4: not really
2: think you want to say those sorts of things.
4: <laughs> getting her, in uh, trouble.
2: she's kind of sitting in the corner, pouting a little. <laughs>
3: pouting. Okay. Um, her eyes kind of perk up a little bit, and she's like, oh, working for the Rebellion army While, uh. If I was mistaken and you weren't here before, might I ask what you're doing here now?
1: Uh, You can, but I would wouldn't
3: be able to answer. Okay, I didn't mean any offense by it. You know, trying to make conversation. I apologize. And again she as as quickly as she seems interested in in talking to you she just as quickly kind of slips right back to just tending the bar and almost as if you weren't there um she it seems like that that's something she does often where she'll just be drifting in and out of conversations Uh, she seems a very practiced and very uh you know experienced bartender barkeep cantina keep whatever it is
4: (laughs)
0: I'm very confused now. This is two instances where people seem to think Dia's been here before.
2: There's something going on here with that. I don't know. Maybe she just looks just like somebody else who's been here before.
0: D- do you have any siblings, Dia? Uh,
1: Not that I'm aware of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's a big galaxy. Wouldn't be surprised if there's someone out there who looks a lot like you.
1: I mean, this is a universe where clones exist.
4: <laughs> so do we think there's
0: anything we want to ask this bartender? Because she seems to have her finger on the pulse of what's going on out here.
1: Maybe. Uh, I,
3: I feel you like I've roughly been in the canteen. Yeah. Half an hour. Half an hour.
2: Yeah. You know, I think I want to talk to her. I'm going to finally stop hiding in the shadows and sulking. <laughs> Better PR and... than me. <laughs> and I'm going to order an ale and ask, so what's been going on around here lately? I know the local local people in charge have changed around a little bit.
3: Uh, you certainly said it, she says as she sort of, again... You know, takes your credit, passes you now. Uh, you know, a lot of interesting folk coming in lately. Uh, you know, some sort of uh, you know, a lot of extra activity in the spaceport. They even got somebody actually manning the the you know manning the docking procedures. That hasn't happened, and God, gotta be going on twenty years or so since the last time that happened. <laughs> We're wow. um, mm.
4: Huh.
2: Any what idea who'd, who'd care that much? That's kind of weird.
3: I, I can't say. Uh, you know, I spend most of my nights here, just uh, kind of tending to the uh, the cantina. So uh, whatever's going on is not going on here. But uh, I can tell you that there's, there's people coming to Tatooine for something.
2: Anyone you think we might want to stay away from or talk to if we want to find out what's going on?
3: I mean, take your pick. Look around. I mean, would you – you, you know, is this the, the type of uh, high society that you would want to keep? And again, she sort of mockingly gestures to this cantina full of wretched hive and scum – you know, wretched hive
4: of scum and villainy.
0: I'm getting the feeling she – Knows a little more than she's letting on as to what's going on around here, or the undercurrent of what's going on. I want to try and charm her.
3: <laughs> You're gonna try to charm.
0: I, I look over at the bartender and 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 I and I say, certainly, certainly, someone like you has a. Uh, has their finger on the pulse of what's going on here. You seem to you seem to know what's going on. I'm gonna need to roll for cool, aren't I?
4: (laughs) Oh no, oh no,
3: you're gonna have to roll for charm, not for cool
1: dang it (laughs) way to go. Uh
3: Charm would be your primary here, but you have cool, so what I'm gonna let you do here is you're gonna have one yellow die. And you are gonna have four purple dice. <laughs> this is a rather difficult attempt. Um there, Rico Suave. Um but we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Oh I I regret my decision so much.
3: That's a fail and a threat. <laughs> um uh, she just bursts out laughing. <laughs> I mean, she is just wailing from deep in the, you know, deep in the stomach, deep in the gut, that kind of really deep, hearty laughter.
4: Is this is hitting um, close to home, Brian.
3: I order another ale and sulk away. And she, uh, she kind of, she just kind of pokes one of the, um, she pokes one of the people, a couple of stools away from you. Um, uh, you know, it's a Devorian and he just kind of gestures at you and is like, can you believe this guy? And it's just, you know, she's sort of rolling. You get the feeling she probably hasn't laughed that hard in quite a while. She seemed pretty tickled by it. Um, but she's not buying it at all. Well, I'm glad um, I brought a little Devorian joy Devorian doesn't life. really look all that pleased that he was disturbed from his drink. But he just to drink it.
0: I slide a bar stool over. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anybody else want to try getting anything out of her?
4: Nah. Mm.
2: I have a feeling the next one of us who tries is probably going to get a drink thrown in our face. Yeah,
1: I think it might be best to just head out before we get ourselves in trouble.
0: I cash out and quietly sulk away.
2: cash out. Make sure that Lane leaves in one piece and doesn't do anything else stupid. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, I feel like that was an opportunity left on the table. Where to now, captain?
1: Uh, I think we should head off to dinner's claim. To the yeah. speeder. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, so you guys leave the cantina. Um, you uh, he- start to head back towards the spaceport a bit, and you see um, a large group of people. You see a tram, kind of, well, not really a tram. I guess it's more just like a large sort of transport repulsor craft. Ugh, I hate public transit. Sitting right outside of the spaceport. Um, and you see, um, a droid there with a data pad kind of standing next, it's a protocol type droid, um, standing with a data pad next to the transport, next to the door of the transport. And, you know, being a droid, it's just standing there you know, perfectly still, not really doing it.
0: So we should probably show the droid our credentials, right? I would, I would
1: assume so. Yeah. Wait, do
0: we show them the credentials now or when we get there? Do we just ask to get to, uh, get to our location? You know what? I've done enough damage. today. someone else did talking. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
4: uh,
1: I'll approach the droid and say, uh, "We're uh, heading out to uh, Danner's claim."
4: Okay.
3: Um. It says, "Ah, splendid." Okay. Uh, I. We'll need to see proof of your need to transport to Danor's claim. The settlement has been closed for some time now.
1: Mm, Interesting. Uh, So I'll uh, pull up the credentials on our datapad and show it to the droid.
3: Okay. So you sort of hand over the datapad, and it immediately starts to, like, sort of look at the info there in the codes. Uh, Splendid. Well, this seems to check out fine. Okay. Uh, you may board, board. We will be leaving within the next standard hour.
1: Let's head on. We want to get good seats. So,
2: All right.
3: They're not showing TFA on the trip. Right
0: now. They might. So, uh, Does someone with uh, Underworld knowledge want to do a quick scan around uh, the other passengers? Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's see what kinds of things my underworld knowledge might see.
1: I want to know if anyone recognizes me again.
3: <laughs> um. So, what do you what do you want to do with your underworld knowledge, there, Kiara? Hmm.
4: So,
2: looking around this transport.
4: Hmm.
3: Oh, okay. Um.
2: Um. Hold on. I, I'm thinking. I'm kind of listening to everybody around me, seeing if I hear anything important about any of the criminal organizations, any names I might recognize, anything like that.
3: You mean on the transport with you?
2: Yeah, I presume there are lots of other beings chattering.
3: Uh, no, it's actually empty at the moment.
2: Oh, wait, sorry. Um,
3: it's just you guys.
2: That's weird. So you weird. get all
3: the good seats you want.
2: That's very,
3: very weird. Uh, the droid did say that you know the bus, you know, it wasn't really leaving for the next hour, but um, I think yeah, can I do a
0: perception check on the people. bus to see if it's rigged to explode?
3: <laughs> you think everything is rigged to explode? What is wrong with you? Have like, you had a bad experience? So later,
2: something I? will be.
3: A, r- a broken
0: clock is right twice per day.
2: Very true. where
0: i grew up public transportation blew up like every half hour so and where was that narshada oh Oh, i was gonna go out of character
1: say where you live the public (laughs) transport is called the slut
0: (laughs) (laughs) south lake union trolley
3: yeah so you guys are alone on this transport Um, that is weird is there a pilot or someone like that uh there looks like there's some there's a another like droid at the front that looks mm-hmm. like it's like integrated with the transport that this will be a sort of automated travel
1: i want to take a look around and see what's what the transport is like as you know curiosity as a pilot
3: okay um it's pretty roomy it's uh um it's two <laughs> levels but there's not like it's, the si- it's like the height of two levels, so out of character. Think like a double-decker bus, but there's not another floor. It's the height of a double-decker bus, though. Um, and the seating, are there are like two passenger seaters that form a bunch of rows. There's about 30 rows, and then there's about eight feet of clearance, and then there's another 30 rows on either side. And the way you actually get up to those seats... Is there are actually um, uh, like ladders at the very back that you can climb up to, and there are like very short little walkways. But there's not really another floor. It actually, looks like you've just got people. You would have people stacked sitting on top of each other. Um, uh, it definitely looks like this is a utilitarian vehicle. It doesn't look like that this is any sort of like luxury travel. Um, Thing. It looks like this is thing is built to carry the maximum number of people, at this, you know, at one time, uh, with not a lot of consideration given to luxury or to amenity. Okay. Um, and actually, let's see. Uh, I think it's going to be mm-hmm. uh, knowledge. Okay. No 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 never mind none of you never mind um yeah so you know the minutes start to pass nobody else has gotten on yet Uh, but there's still probably you know 45 minutes before this thing leaves so would you guys like to just wait it out or would you like to do anything else
2: Well, then staring out the
3: windows. Okay. Staring out the windows, you just, you know, it's the general hustle and bustle of most Eisley spaceport. Nothing out of the ordinary there.
0: Did we remember to lock the freighter?
1: my god, now you're asking that question. <laughs> yes, I did. Good.
3: Alright, well, considering no one seems to want to do anything else of a particular... Um, necessity. Um, over the next like forty minutes or so, uh, a number of other passengers get on board. Um, the Devorian who actually the bartender, you know, was speaking to for a moment, uh, gets on to the uh, transport. Um, uh, a couple of relatively sort of nondescript, as far as they go, humans of various uh, genders and ethnicities, uh, all looking like they're traveling together, but they're not like wearing like uniforms or, or any sort of like designation that would designate them as a group. They just all happen to get on the bus together and they sit together. Um, there are a number of Ethorians who get on the bus, uh, three uh, Ithorians, um, uh, and a couple of zebracs. Uh, hop onto the bus Um, not that Sabrak don't worry Uh, and then again just uh, you know a couple of more just random sort of people um, uh, a Duros uh, a couple of Duros uh, a couple more humans Um, again nobody nobody gets on who's like wearing anything Uh, Out of the ordinary, everyone seems to be wearing either flight suits like they just or just sort of basic clothing that you would see people wearing like during space travel, just sort of more casual attire. Um, Again, you don't see any insignias. You don't really see uniforms. Um, You see some people carrying blasters, some other people carrying small knives and weapons, but nothing, again, out of the ordinary. And particularly since you're in Mos Eisley, you would assume people are walking around um, because it's Mos Eisley and it you know the the bus looks like it's just about ready to take you know to take off anybody want to do anything okay cool so you guys are off um the trip from mose isley out to um out to danor's claim takes several hours um Probably actually almost a good half day. Um, Are, we and, yeah. Are we there yet?
2: Are we there yet?
3: When you arrive at the settlement, first of all, you're a bit surprised that it's not bigger. Uh, but it becomes immediately apparent apparent why they would hold the meeting here. Um, it doesn't look to be very much not like a trading post. A trading mm-hmm. post. Um, It's a very small little sediment. You can see, uh, well, it looks like at one point, there were probably about seven or eight buildings that housed some form of shop or other thing, though several of them are dilapidated. One looks like it is actually just been like almost leveled or destroyed. Um, There are still three buildings standing. Uh, One of them appears to be some sort of defunct uh, like mechanic shop uh some you know some sort of mechanic type shop uh another looks to be uh what was once some sort of uh not quite a cantina but like a general store of some kind um that may have had some sort of like eating establishment attached to it and last but not least there's a decent sized cantina uh, of which is the only one that has any activity as the and basically everyone who's getting off the transport seem to be headed towards this cantina.
2: Well, let's go to the cantina. Follow everybody else.
0: I make my way towards the cantina as
3: well.
1: Yep. I follow Lane before he can get into trouble.
3: Because that's gone so well. Keeping him out of trouble. (laughs) Um... Excellent. Um, you guys get to the front door of the cantina, and a similar-looking protocol Carl Droid, though you're pretty sure it's not exactly the same one, given the um, the level of sort of, like, wear and tear on the, the metal finish, um, asks to see your, um, you know, your code. um, upon giving your, uh, your codes to him, I assume that you give the codes to this droid without any problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yep informs you that you are to be seated at table number uh, five and that table number five is third from the stage on the right uh, and that you should go in and sit that someone will sort of serve refreshments and that uh, the proceeding will likely begin once sort of everyone is in this Um, and doesn't seem to have any more information
0: now seems like a good time to do an underworld check
3: while we're making our way to the table. Oh, yeah. Um, while you are doing that, uh, if you guys want to check the chat, I've just put a link to um, this is not 100% what the cantina looks like. But let's just say this is pretty roughly what the the uh, the general schematic of this cantina is. OK, uh, got it. So, for those of you listening who can't see, um, it is not, the cantina is not situated in the same way that the cantina in Mos Lee is, where the bar is like the center of the cantina and there are tables and like booths sort of cascading around it and into the corners. In this case, the bar is along one of the, the sort of back wall just next to the entrance. Um, and there is a large open area with a number of tables the wall and then sort of opposite the bar on the opposite wall there is a large stage so it's kind of a more open uh, setup rather than like a lot of nooks and crannies with like a bar in the middle and it bisecting the the space Um, and when you guys walk in and we'll get to the underworld check in just a moment Um, actually what is the purpose of this underworld check
2: oh yeah well considering we're sitting here with all sorts of other interesting people. I don't know. Maybe I recognize someone.
3: Okay. Um, well, in this case, there's not really need to make a check. So I will describe the uh, the relative inhabitants of the cantina in just a moment. Um, as I said, as you walk in, the canteen is pretty busy. There's a lot of people. Um, you seem to notice that the, the tables seem to be in a, an orientation that they aren't quite usually in. They seem like they've actually been a little more evenly and specifically spaced they all have numbers on them Uh, so you all make your way to table five which is close to the stage um the stage is clear at the moment um you know normally you would suspect that there would be like musical instruments up there for a band or uh maybe you know some other props or apparatus if there was dancing or some other sort of entertainment going on but at the moment the stage space is clear save for um Uh, you know, save for what looks like a small table, but there's nothing on the table. Uh, And you guys sit down and this is what you see at the surrounding tables at the moment. Though it does not appear that everyone in the cantina is is here for whatever meeting, it seems like most people are. Um, This is what you see. And if any of you want to take notes, now would be a good time. (laughs) Hmm. You see uh, one table that has three duros sitting at it, uh, one of the tables furthest away from the stage, has, and we'll say that that's table number nine, has a group of three duros at it. Uh, table number eight um, has a um, only two people at it, and actually only one of them is people. Uh, it has a an R2 droid um, who has uh, sort of reddish uh, accenting uh, and a uh, Solaston um, are sitting at table number eight. Uh, and they seem to be sort of talking to each other. Um, so the droid is not like, it's not like a, you know, a, it doesn't look like it works in the canteen or something. They seem to be engaged as if they are actually together. Uh, table number seven. There are four individuals sitting there quietly, sipping on drinks um, with very uh, dark blue skin and red eyes. Ooh! Yay! Um, uh, They don't seem to really be talking to each other all that much, and they don't seem to be talking. They definitely don't seem to be talking to anybody else. Uh, But they're sort of just, you know, observing the room. Uh, Table number six is currently empty. number five is you. Table number four, also empty. That is the table that actually is closest to you by sort of proximity. Table number three, there are uh, three humans sitting there, as well as two individuals with very Pale green, scaly skin, and claw-like hands. Um, the rest of their sort of visages are hidden under hoods, um, so you can sort of see their faces, but like you can't see what their hair looks like. You kind of you can't really see the rest of them. Uh, table number two um, has table number two has four people at it and they seem to be having the most agitated active discussion of anybody else table number two is one is very close to the stage they seem to be arguing with each other about something um and it's a little odd because of all the tables, like they're the only one that's really like engaging in conversation and seems to be trying to figure something out. And they seem like they're getting angry at something. You can't really hear what they're saying, but you can tell via the facial expressions and they're kind of like pointing at each other, not like aggressive, but just sort of like pointing with defiance, like at the table and things like that, that there's some sort of argument going on. Um, And they all, they're all humans. In fact, that group of humans that you saw get on the, Transport with you. Um, It looks like that, like some of those people are this group. And uh, table one. Uh, that's table two. At table number one, there is. Uh, there are two Twi'leks sitting at table number one. Um, a man and uh, you know a male tweelix and a female Twi'lek. Uh Both of them are dressed in uh, just sort of regular attire, but both of them seem to have the on these like very long dusters. Um, these kind of long like coats uh, that are black with these sort of weird brown brownish accents and just random insignia they don't immediately jump out to you as corresponding to any known uh, like you know any group it's not like the imperial symbol or the rebel symbol or like you know not nothing like that um, and they're sitting there quietly drinking and they they seem to be you know completely at ease they seem to be the calmest happiest people in the world at the moment hmm. um, so Rocky you wanted to, or Kiara you wanted to make a, a sort of underworld check Yeah. Um, You are almost immediately certain that the individuals at table number three are members of the Black Sun Crime Syndicate. Ooh. And that the two individuals in hoods are falling. Ooh.
2: Ooh. That could be complicated. So I'm going to I'm going to say very quietly to Lane and Dia keep an eye on on number 3 over there. I think I think I know who they might be. They may be able to influence things. Can I assume that I would probably know what Faliin are capable of if I've been around the galaxy a little bit? Yes. If I know about the weird hormonal v- or whatever thing they do. pheromonal. Is that it? Yeah.
3: Yes.
0: Okay. Can, yeah. can I hear what uh, the folks at table two are arguing about from where I am?
3: Uh, no, not really. It's sort of, you know, there's a regular dinner conversation in this cantina uh, that you kind of can't make out the specifics of the argument. Though, again, you're pretty sure that, like, they all know each other and they're not, like, about to get... You're pretty sure whatever they're angry about, they're not angry at each other about it, and they're not, like, about to like start fighting with each other and punching each other. Um, yes. Um, there are two women uh, and two men at that table. Got it.
0: Two women
3: and two men. If, you know... If you want to take that detail
4: notes,
0: anything that catches your attention, Captain.
4: Mm,
1: not off the bat.
4: Okay.
3: Um, one of you happens to check your chrono uh, and uh, sees that you know the medi- the designated meeting time is more or less like imminent. Uh, And you guys look around, and I would like each one of you to make a perception roll uh, against uh, one purple die. Um, So whatever your perception abilities are, um, you're going to create a dice pool of that roll. Um, So... In the case of Nancy, you have that as a career skill, but no extra ranks. So put, uh, three green dice into your three green dice and one purple die into your, um, pool.
4: Okay.
3: Uh, Kiara, Rocky, you're going to put, um, one green, one yellow and a purple and, or sorry, not one green one. Yellow. That's, that's you, uh, Brian, um, Rocky, you're going to do two green and a yellow. And a purple? Yep. All of you, the opposed check in this case is a single purple die. Okay. All right. Roll away. Yes, roll away.
0: Oh, great. (laughs) Success in two throws. Uh
3: brian rolled twice oh there we, uh, no i was looking at the wrong thing so brian succeeds with threat and both rocky and nancy succeed with some advantages
0: apparently okay. i just piss people off by looking at them
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. so you uh brian you're trying to get a better sense of the lay of the the room here and you sort of Get a, you kind of, like, lean over and try to get as close to table three as you can, um, and you end up sort of, like, brushing one of the cloaks of the two falling, uh and oh, crap. it turns around at you and stares at you, and you just feel, like, ice in your veins, and um, the falling looks at you, you can, you can, like, feel it sort of, like, taking stock of you. And it turns back to its compatriots and makes some sort of weird hand gesture, and nothing happens. Nobody gets up. Nobody does anything. But then it turns back around. But it—you definitely like earned their attention.
1: Nice job! Way to go!
3: And I see Nancy having like a, a heart attack over there.
1: <laughs> I'm just laughing.
3: Uh, uh, however, the other two, uh, Dia and Kiara, you two are. Far more, A, perceptive, and B, effective.
1: <laughs> Subtle.
3: Uh, so the two of you look around and like you haven't even looked around the entire room before. Two things are abundantly clear. One, there are no huts in this room. Mm. Huh. Two, it does not appear like the Empire has been invited to the meeting oh
2: oh there's no way they're not here they might just not be here under their own name
3: <laughs> well there's nobody in the room wearing Imperial insignias um, which again you know your your perce- your first thought Kira as you just said is that you assume that they are here in some capacity somewhere yeah. um but you also again note to yourself that there are like falling of black sun sitting in plain sight. So whatever uh, setup the huts have for this meeting, they clearly have. You know the the black sun feels safe enough to sit here in plain sight. Um, so it seems odd to you they, that the empire wouldn't be sitting here as well. Um, uh, though again, you you do cling to the idea that they're probably here. Or oh, yeah. they, they have a presence here. It's they're here. Not,
2: whether they paid someone to be here for them, or whether they're in disguise as someone else, they're here. They have to be. They wouldn't miss something like this.
0: Unless this is a trap set up by them.
2: Well, that's also possible.
1: You had to say it, didn't you?
0: Yeah. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs>
3: Okay, so the, uh, the male Twi'lek rises from the table, or rises from his, his chair. Um, he makes some sort of gesture to the other Twi'lek, um, and he goes and stands up onto the stage. The other Twielik, um, you hadn't really noticed it, as it was obscured by both the table and sort of the other people sitting around. Sort of takes a small box from underneath the table and joins uh, her compatriot on stage and places this box on that little previously empty table uh, and opens it, and there looks to be a fairly decent-sized hollow projector in this box. Um, so you could imagine a sort of um, handheld hollow projector that you would use to sort of transmit uh, messages. This is one that's probably about five times that size. It's pretty, you know, it's large enough that it's carried around this, you know, uh, box. The box is like double the size of a shoebox, box for, for reference. Um, or like you know, about the same size of a as a chest that you would like hold a lightsaber in if you were Maz Kanata or Luke Skywalker. Or, <laughs> or you know, it's not that box. I'm just it's size reference here. Um, and he doesn't. The two Twilix don't seem to be waiting for anything. They don't seem to be bothered by the fact that there are two empty tables in the room. Um, they immediately start setting up the hollow. Burst to life, and you see the image of a hut. Um, and the hut immediately sort of starts bursting into a speech in Huttese, Um which none of you speak. Great. Um,
1: That's unfortunate.
3: But almost as soon as the hut starts speaking, um, the tweelik on the stage starts to translate the speech.
4: Oh, good. Um, and,
3: um, he's sort of translating it on behalf of this hut. So he says that, um, his, you know, his honored greatness, Zertok the hut, uh, Z-E-R-T-O-K, uh, Zurtok the hut, um, welcomes you to this, uh, fine opportunity and, uh, is, um, pleased that so many of you have, uh, made the prudent and, uh, fruitful decision to uh to join us today um he uh gestures very briefly to the two empty tables as again the hologram of the hut um uh it just sort of continues to speak um there doesn't really seem to be a lot of interruption in the speech though again none of you are really familiar enough to with Huttese to understand the syntax and know like if the hut's actually taking breaths and breaking or if that's this is just some sort of like image and like whatever the Twilik is saying is like a pre prepared speech anyway, because the Twilik doesn't seem to be, you know, following along.
4: Um
3: and uh he gestures to the empty tables and says, you know, I see that not uh not all of our guests has have chosen to show us the uh the honor and respect deserving of one as great as Zertak, but alas it's a big galaxy. Um and he says uh he, he, it looks like he's really kind of start to get another speech when one of the two women at table number two. These were the people who were fighting bursts out of her seat and says, we demand the return of our stolen property. Ooh. The Ooh. Karthak group has a right. And you will return what is ours to us now. Uh, Karthak group is uh, spelled K A R T T A Let me double check that spell. K A R T H A K K. Karthak group. Got it. Um, and she just like busts out of her seat she's kind of an older woman she's not like feeble by any means but you could just she's you know her her face is a little weathered um, she has shorter hair but it is you know almost all gray uh, you know there's there's still bits of color to it but it is predominantly gray um, but she still seems sort of spry and energetic you know and uh, the Twi'lek uh, would any of you like to do anything at this point? Or are you just going to observe? Yeah. Just observing?
1: Um, well, I, I, I w- I'm wondering if any of us knows what have has heard of the Carthag group before.
2: Yeah. Is this something I might have heard of before?
3: Sure. Um Let's have you guys roll. Uh, well, let's see. Um, because this
0: has gone so well for me today.
3: Uh, let's see.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Kiara and Dia can make uh, a two deep green dice versus two purple dice. Um, roll. So two green, two purple. Yep. Two
2: green, two
3: purple. Uh lane you cannot.
0: Okay. Yes. Probably for the best. Oh no.
3: Hmm.
2: Somehow I don't think that went quite well. <laughs> oh boy.
3: That's just okay. Um that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Dia, you recall that the Karthak group was a a, a prominent, um, a prominent sort of mercantile group, um, of some sort, uh, maybe not entirely, uh, not, maybe not entirely legitimate, but they weren't, um, They weren't like a crime syndicate by any means, Um, but they were kind of a a growing mercantile group that actually has been around since. um, Like, honestly, since the Clone Wars, Hmm. they've been around a while um, that they never uh, achieved. And it may actually have been because they were sort of rose to prominence during the Clone Wars and around that tumultuous time. They never became a group on the level of like Black Son of the Huts. And again, they were definitely not like a completely corrupt or completely criminal organization, but they certainly um, were involved in... um, They certainly were involved in a wide range of operations and you have to imagine that You know, things like smuggling, things like, you know, dealing in illicit goods, stuff like that was part of the, was part of the deal there. Um, So that, that's what you know about them. Okay. Uh, And you know that once the Empire rose to power, that they sort of took a step back probably because of their connections to legitimate business that they were squeezed by the empire in ways that both black sun and like the huts and and other groups like that were able to um, avoid. Uh, So that's all you know about them. Okay. Uh, And so this, this lady's wailing and, and sort of screaming at this like, and she's sort of, Screaming at the hollow, but obviously the hollow is just a hollow. So the the, the uh, um, you know the image of Zurtok doesn't really take any uh, care to what she's doing, and the Twi- Twi'lek stops for a moment and he looks very perturbed, as if his sort of grand and glorious, very meticulously planned <laughs> meeting has been upended by this 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 woman and her people. Um, and he gestures to the Twi'lek woman who uh, taps a data pad that she's now holding. And you all hear beeping coming from under your desk. Oh, crap. Uh, And the male Twi'lek says, um, we understand uh, the the palpable desire from from those among you to engage in the transaction as hastily as possible however we must ask that everyone remain calm that everyone keep their wits about them and that most importantly that we do not allow this peaceful meeting of well-meaning uh negotiators descend into uh madness um and one of you looks under the table and sees that all of the tables have been rigged with several thermal detonators.
4: Ew, that sucks. <sighs> I'm good.
0: I'm good. I'll behave. And, and Brian needs a new pair of pants.
3: That the, the, the Twi'lek is going to continue, and then he stops and he says, um, first of all, I would like to say that Cart Group has no such claim to this property. It is property of the Hut Clan. Uh, it is being offered for sale uh, through legitimate means. Uh, the Hutt clan has no need uh, nor desire to trade in illicit goods. Any accusations to otherwise are are false, preposterous, and frankly insulting to someone such as my lord <laughs> Um But uh, we are going to push up the proceedings. Shall we start the bidding at 100,000 credits. Oh! Yeah. Oh. And immediately... The hand of the Sullustan shoots up in the air. The Sullustan. Also immediately... The individuals at table number seven... Simply put down their drinks make a sort of gesture up to the stage that seems like a universal gesture for like no or no thank you. They get up and they walk out of the Mm canteen.
4: Okay.
0: So we're clearly outbid before we started. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Are we going to have to steal this from the winning bidders or something?
3: I think we're going to... So... (laughs) Uh, before, before the, uh, the auction sort of continues here. Um, and by the way, I'm looking out of game. I'm looking at the clock. Don't worry. We are nearing a point where we will sort of be able to cut ourselves off for the session. Um, uh, I will give you guys roughly 90 seconds to sort of talk amongst yourselves what you think you want your, what you think your next step's going to be here. And then I will start us back in a second.
0: Yeah, we can't afford this.
1: Yeah. i that's way. Ridiculous. That's way over our our allotted credits, and I don't think we can negotiate an extra seventy thousand. So credits. we're gonna
0: steal it.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. We find out who wins, and we steal it from them.
1: I mean, if the rebellion isn't uh, good to steal stuff, then I don't know what is. It's what we do. So they
2: said we have to get it, and. I have a feeling it'll be easier to seek forgiveness for stealing something than it would be to ask permission for more money.
1: Besides, we, uh, you know, we will have the meeting be peaceful, and then we'll follow the winners out and uh, do what Drive we gotta do. Go
2: to a back alley, beat them up. Do what the we usual. Do.
4: Yeah.
1: Maybe uh, Lane can charm them.
0: it <laughs> will <laughs> work one of these days. <laughs> Okay. So we stay here at our thermal detonator strap table. Yeah. See who wins. Mm-hmm. Follow them out. Mm. And beat them up.
1: Well, we've got weapons. We've got weapons, don't we?
0: Now, are we going to regret the thing that said no violence?
1: We're not having violence in the meeting.
0: So violence out of the meeting's okay.
1: They didn't say they didn't say that.
0: Okay. They, okay.
1: They didn't say that we could not beat someone up after the meeting.
0: I think we have a plan, then.
1: We have something. <laughs> we got something. If your rules go as well as they have been, this should be fun.
0: So I calmly sit back and watch the proceedings.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so what is
3: your, <laughs> what have you guys decided?
0: Uh... That we're going to uh,
1: watch the pr- observe the proceedings because there's no way we can afford a hundred thousand credits. Find okay. out who wins uh, and follow, follow them, them and for then, some uh, reason. And then steal the uh, steal the stuff from them. Yep,
3: that's your plan. Okay, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> that's fine. I just you know I'm getting it down. So the auction <laughs> continues on. Uh, the Sulston, again had the bid at a hundred thousand. One of the members of Black Sun raises it to 150. Uh, The Duros move it up to 175. The Solaston comes back in at 200. Um, The uh, members of Karthak group again—they—they are arguing with each other again. They don't seem to. uh, It a couple of times it looks like they're about to bid, but they don't, Um, and they're arguing with each other again. Um, So the Solaston has it at 200,000. The Black Sun members uh, bid up to 250 The Sullustan goes to 300 uh, The Black Sun members stare over at the Sullustan. They, they have sort of marked him as the, the you know, uh, the rival in the auction. <laughs> and one of the Black Sun members is about to sort of, it looks like, raise and, you know, raise it again. When a second member of the Carthax group's team jumps up from the table. Um, and you hear, actually, the others being like, no, Trey, d- Trey, don't! Trey, don't! But before they can stop her, she jumps up from the table and points at the stage and says...
2: We would rather die than hand over our property to hut scum.
3: And as soon as she says that, she draws her blaster and fires at the hollow, destroying the image of Zertok the Hut. And yeah. with that, the entire cantina erupts into a brawl. <laughs> the female Twi'lek stands on the stage with her finger about five inches away from the data pad that controls the thermal database. Guys, Guys,
0: we need to get away from these tables now. Yeah. And
3: yeah. that, my friends, is where we are ending. <laughs> oh. Of course it is
2: on a cliffhanger.
3: Oh, that was great. <laughs> and the screen wipes two stars and credits. Ah, so good. <laughs> to be
0: continued.
4: Hopefully. A little
3: later this
0: month with our second
3: group. Yay.
4: Yay.
3: Who I'm not going to tell you exactly how all that's going. The second group is not in this room.
4: Oh. Goes. Ah.
3: Well, I, for one, am excited to hear, uh, what happens with the second group, but let's, um, yes, uh, I... I will also tease that, um, uh, so first I will also tease that the second episode is going to be called this ain't no place for no hero.
4: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, uh,
3: so episode two <laughs> will be called this ain't no place for no hero. Um, and we'll have a crawl for it and all that stuff. We're going to, you know, there'll be crawls and stuff for um, for this sort of in the way, uh, um, sort of, you know, sort of in the way that, like, Clone Wars had, uh, you know, would have a bunch of crawls and have, like, lots of, you know, intro text things or intro, like, you know, synopses. The little fortune cookies they had. Yes. Um, and also, you guys can listen to the other team, and the other team can listen to you guys that don't really mind. There obviously will be some stuff that maybe you'll want to pretend not to know in character um but
0: i mean i have to edit these so i kind of have to yeah
3: yeah yeah. no it's fine there'll be a couple of things that like you'll you'll probably just want to modulate you know modulate your character's knowledge of so that it doesn't destroy all the artifice that i'm building here but (laughs) so you guys are are you're totally doing fine your plans working quickly (laughs)
0: We're only I- I- moments away from getting blown to kingdom come. Excellent! Woo-hoo. So well,
3: you did say you're just going to sit there and watch. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Well. Your hey, plan went- we
1: didn't start the violence.
4: Right, but we're all going to get
0: blown up as a result. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and wrap it up there. Before we go, where can we find you all online? Uh, starting with Rocky.
2: I am Lady Darthkaitus on Twitter.
3: Tom. Uh, Darth and Turnus on Twitter and all of the Delray Star Wars social media from Tumblr to Facebook to Twitter to Instagram to whatever else we have Uh, Nancy? Uh,
1: Nancy Pants that's N-A-N-C-I
0: Pants Pants. (laughs) Uh, I'm Lane Winry on Twitter L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E and uh, like we said we'll be back soon with another installment Uh, had a blast stay tuned for next time we'll be back This podcast is still not canon. For more information about the campaign and Star Wars tabletop RPGs, visit Tashi Station.net.